Welcome guys to the Student Hustle Podcast, where we hustle, fumble, scuttle and juggle being a student. I'm your host Subin and today I'm joined with Chanil. Hello everybody. Sandip. Howdy there. And George. Hello there. Right, this is episode one. Well, technically we were supposed to release an episode last week, however, we had a few technical issues. George, would you fill us in? Um, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed about this one, but my audio <laughs> device failed. So, like, I got a spi- a weird spike in Audacity. I hope this week everything was fine. But it was so weird. I got the audio footage. Yeah, I mean, sorry, not audio footage. I got the uh, MP3 file, and it just... We recorded about 40 minutes worth, but it only ended up being 17 minutes on George's file. Yeah. No idea what happened there. I don't know what the deal is. But wasn't it? It was like the it was like the first first couple of minutes and the last couple of minutes, not not in between. Yeah, I know, right? Just so cliffed it, in the middle. It's like it disappeared or something halfway through. Came back. <laughs> no, is the mic just right up to your mouth right now? Yeah, it's like two centimeters away. He's not Solid. letting that out of sight. You might as well kiss the mic. I'm having audacity <laughs> right on the on the window right next to the call, just to make sure doesn't miss oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good 24/7 idea. Twenty-four-seven monitoring. I like it. Audacity and I, we go, we, we go a long way back, don't we? In terms of software, it's like the OG video recording software. Everyone does I've, use it for for I, voice. I've only started using it recently, and I'm really liking it. But we will be moving on to the next big thing, which is DaVinci Resolve. I'm really looking forward to that because I'm already quite experienced with that. Well, not really experienced, but. I'm getting there to grips with that. You've been making a few TikToks on DaVinci, haven't you? I have indeed, and they've been coming out pretty crisp, I must say. All right, Hello. so cooking at uni is the today is today's topic. And I thought, what would be one instrument of the kitchen you would bring to uni? If it's just one instrument, what would it be, guys? Um, oh, That's a good question. I think for me, it would definitely be a set of tongs. Tongs, yeah, they have to be. Because how would you cook? I mean, you could always hold food with the tongs over the hob to cook. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, but I just or it could be a pan because you can always toss yeah. a pan. M- mine would be a pan because you don't need anything else apart from a pan. Any specific pans? It tea would fowl. be a non-stick, probably tea fowl pan. Nothing tea too fowl. expensive, but uni priced. All yeah. right, mine would be mine would think. Yeah, uh, let me think. A cast iron pan. Has of to be course. cast iron. Of course it would be. It's just, you can use it for everything. You can use it as a weapon, use it as a cosplay um, instrument, I think. I don't know. You know, um, in the game, uh, what's it called? The, the one that was the, the original Battle Royale. Or PUBG. I can't be forgetting this. You mean PUBG? PUBG. Yeah, one of the characters oh. has a cast iron pan. And the one I have exactly like it. So I thought, <laughs> it's great for cosplay. It's great for cooking. Chuck it in the oven. Dishwasher proof. Uh, it's an all rounder. And if anyone is going to uni, and, and and trying to look and trying to think about what pans they want, cast iron is the way. <laughs> so, so, so tell me this: Why would you go for a cast iron over my T-file non-stick pan? See, my cast iron is a single mold. There are no pieces, no dangly bits or plastic. It's just, it's just being. It's purely. It's like it's being casted. You know, like they pour a bunch of cast iron into the mold, and it, it's like um. It's like it's like scene from Avengers Infinity War when Thor gets his new hammer. <laughs> like I'm just it's like that's what's what that's what it feels like when you're, when you're wielding a cast iron pan. What I like he, about cast iron is that you can put it straight in the oven and not have to worry about the handle. 
or any of the pieces, you can go straight. Exactly. To the yeah. Yeah. To I, the I mean, oven. most of the time, I use my cast iron pan is literally in the oven when I'm just roasting things. Whenever, whenever I'm in the kitchen with Subin, he would always have that cast iron pan out. It's like a baby or something. Yeah, he, he carries it everywhere. Like it if we have a dinner at another house, he just takes that with That's him. The first thing, first thing, or not be the that. best thing to transport. Mm. And um, what it's is heavy. the price tag on that cast iron pan? I got that for twenty pounds. Cast iron is pretty cheap. It's good. It's good. See, now I would always think cast iron to be quite expensive, like eighty, ninety pounds. Uh, there are some that do go for that price, but they're always brand new. Uh, you can always you can always buy a bun- um a scrapped version or a not so great version secondhand. And you can always the good thing about cast iron is you can always make it better. So you can get some kind of iron um wool iron wool or a scourer and just keep scouring it until it's fresh, um and then treat it as well. So you can always make a cast iron pan that's maybe you know hundred two hundred years old and make it fresh, give it a new life. Yeah. So basically, a cast iron pan will last you for life. It'll last you for more than life. <laughs> the, the cast iron pan will, will be your legacy. It will, allow, that, it will allow to live you. What's like that heirloom family thing? What's that thing you do with it? You put like oil in it and you, and you give it like a shine. Oh, that's it. It's, um, so essentially, so in order to, to take care of your cast iron, you need to add a, a, small, a, a thin layer of oil. I use rapeseed oil. And then you put it in, in the oven for a few hours. And what it does, it, it basically... The, the, the fat molecules uh, will polymerize and create this hard layer protecting the cast iron from rust and from water. And it also creates a non-stick layer as well. Okay. Quite complex. Mm-hmm. It's, what's it called? It's not treating. It's like, um, there's a name for it. I can't remember. Oh my gosh. I remember you doing it at yours and I just, I had no idea what it was for or why. There was one time, it. there was one time where I left it in the oven for too long, at too high a temp- temperature, and it just smoked out my ki- the kitchen. <laughs> oh, because of the oil. <laughs> oh dear. <clears throat> but that's why I use uh, that oil, because of it has a high smoke point. True. George, what would be your one item if you can only have one? Oh, the, the Tefal non-stick with the removable handle. Oh, oh yeah. That is so I remember that. It's just the OG, like, you can't go wrong. If, if we assume you have a knife and a fork to eat, then oh, ju- just buy that. It, oh, it, it is on the expensive side, but it's you amazing. Eat pan? I've eaten from pan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice I, washing up. I guess so, yeah. But it, it was amazing. It was so handy. You, you, you clean it easily. You can put it in the oven and remove the handle. You can store it and don't, don't have to worry about the handle. It's just amazing. What would be a great supplement to your to your equipment? I don't know. I guess it does the default one, like the non-stick without the removable. Any so if you had a choice to have add an extra equipment, what would that be? I, I would say a really sharp knife. Yeah, you can't do anything in the kitchen without a sharp knife. Yeah, sharp You're knife. So right. You. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, my cooking skills have increased exponentially because I had a big knife. And a big chopping board. Yeah, and a really you, good you chopping guys board. Yeah. You, you guys <laughs> don't know, you guys don't realise how important to have a great knife and a great chopping board because if you have a tiny knife and a <laughs> tiny chopping board, you're, you're, you're basically looking at peasant food. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> to be frank, if you, if you have a great chopping knife, a, a chopping knife, I mean, great uh, chopping board and a knife, <laughs> your, 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 your food horizons will be expanded. You'll be trying out loads of cool food. Uh, you'll be chopping more vegetables. I sent you, you'll be 
a great handle of that knife. <laughs> it has to have a, it has to have a good weight to it. Like when you're cutting an onion, you have to have like good good force going down. Yeah, yeah. A small knife doesn't have that. So what you're trying to say, Subin, is that regardless if you can cook or not, if you have a big knife, you can cook with it. Exactly. Just it doesn't matter if you cook crap. If you have a big knife, that's what. <laughs> just be, just knife is great. Be careful. Just be careful. Oh, like, my injuries. I had an injury too, and you had some, yeah. Oh, yes, my injury. So my, with my injury is I was being a bit too cocky with that knife, you know, chopping away. And that's one, that's one fact you've got to be careful of. If you're overconfident your knife, you're prone to injuries. I was chopping up some peppers, and for some reason, the, I was holding it at a slight angle, uh, and then the, the, it slipped off the pepper onto my finger, and it cut open the side of my, of, of my index finger on my left hand. And it was pretty deep. It was bleeding it quite a lot. Painful. I fainted. Oh, did you? I didn't God. know you fainted. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, you did. I fainted. Uh, mm. I, before I fainted, I knew I was going to faint. So I ran all the way upstairs <laughs> to get Sim <laughs> saying, I'm going to faint. <laughs> That's so uh, good. You were prepared. Because <laughs> every time I cut myself deep, uh, I get this shock and then I just faint. I don't oh, know why. God. And so then, basically, um, you don't like blood. Well, I don't mind blood. It's just when I hurt myself and it's deep, I just get this shock. But I had, knowing that, I did donate blood two weeks ago. And, you know, I had no issues with seeing someone puncture my vein. Nice. Maybe it's the action of just cutting yourself. Yeah, maybe because it's not natural or something like yeah. I don't. I didn't feel the pain when I'm cutting myself. It's, just, it's like, you know, when you see yourself being cut and then... You get this oh shit moment. Yeah, yeah. And then the pain starts setting. <laughs> that's so. That's what happens with me. And then um, I went to the hospital, not hospital, um, into Crips Health Center the next day, and the the lady was like, "You should have gone to hospital about this because they could have stitched it up." But because I had it, because it, it was because the wound was there for four hours, and it's already the blood is already clotted around it. They couldn't open it up, so I couldn't yeah. get a stitch. Yeah. You were just thinking of the A and A being too packed, something. Yeah, and I thought, oh, it's just you know. I mean, I could have just ran over because A and E literally. I could see A and E from my from from my house. True. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. It's just me and my finger, and be like, oh, I cut my finger. Sorry. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, what are people's uni diets like then? Um, I'll start. Uh, for me, it was, I, I think you guys will agree. It was all about meal prep. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like swears by his meal prepping. Every, every Sunday night, it was just a mayhem. Every Sunday morning, actually, it was a mayhem in the kitchen. I would just cook for three hours straight, but then I had food food for a week, yeah. which was really good. And it was good food, like it was healthy, healthy food. Yeah, I t- I, I tried to keep it healthy. Chicken. Yeah, like the chicken breast, some um, sweet potatoes, veggies, that kind of stuff. George has told me many, many, and many times to, to start meal prepping, but I have failed to start. <laughs> See, I, I did, I did some meal prep in first year where I made a big batch of stuff, but I just get so bored of the food, and I always want something new every every one or two days. Yeah, exactly. Just change up a bit. You, you can change it up a bit. Like you can make a thing. You can make like three meals on one day, and then and then just switch them up. That's what I actually end up doing. I usually make a big batch for two or three days. Yeah. And then, and then I, always, I always make something a little bit extra. 
like on the day that I have my dinner, like something really quick, you know, like a little quick stir fry. But I have like the thing I made as like a base. Yeah, for the following few days. Yeah. Mm. But then yet again, for for like most lunches at uni, I just have like a sandwich or like a pasta. Tesco meal deal. Oh, Tesco meal deal. But that I can have in the morning. No Tesco. Oh, no. Sorry, Boots. Boots Boots meal deal. A sandwich is so easy to make in the morning. It takes like five minutes max. Um, It can be a different sandwich, like ham sandwich, peanut butter and jelly, um, lettuce. And it saves you a lot of money. It does. Yes, it does. Like George Green every day. George Green is well expensive. Insane prices. It was. But having said that, first year, first semester, pretty much lived off George Green for lunch. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) You're spending five pounds a day easy. Easy. That was easy. Um, but but like in first semester, you don't really think of it. You're like, oh, I'm a student. I'm supposed to be doing it. But then in the second semester, you learn. And then you save all that money. Yeah, That's why I, I decided to stop eating lunch altogether. Yeah, no, that's a step too far. That's, that's no. bad, Sabine. Come on. And Sabine. I've had no issues. I feel so alive. Um, <laughs> it can't be good, though. It's, I, I don't know how you can function in, in lectures without eating. It's because I have a, a filling breakfast. I have a, I have, I would say in terms of my diet, I would say I would have a high fat, high protein diet, mm. and very little carbs. But still, I feel like some carbs. But lunch is just needed. It's just have like, focus. Like lunch is something I would eat if I'm bored. Like for bored. Some, some, bored. Like, <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> like I would if there's something nicer. Like I would eat. I would eat lunch if it's if I'm going to get enjoyment from eating that food. Like because usually if I eat some crappy sandwich i'm just getting the post sandwich clarity but oh crap i shouldn't shouldn't have eaten this i get, I get this regret <laughs> but if i'm usually on fridays and mondays if you go to the su building they usually have the independent bakers that come along That's they're really quite nice. pricey but they are very nice and i usually have that like a little pasty or something well on tuesdays when that guy does the samosas and all of that That's oh nice. yeah they're great yeah they were nice oh, independent bakers you get a big rep Yes, you do. But there's um there's a shop on on uh Lenton Boulevard, that Jamaican wrap shop, and it is the most expensive prices for the most tiniest wraps possible. And no, it's, it's, good. And it was an independent shop and it was yeah, it was like just below par okay. So I guess not not recommended for students then. No, and it's no. weird because it's in a student populated area, but every single time I pass it, it's not it's not full of people. Got like one or two people. Maybe people are ordering some stuff. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Or they or they might give some regulars the extra portions. Oh, no, I, d- I don't think so. Because if you're in a sh- student area, you need to focus on the students. Like right opposite, there's El Paso. And we all love our pasta. El Paso, oh, classic Lenten late night food. At George's. Yeah. George's desires. We're going to have an episode about those ones. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Stay tuned, guys. We'll have a dedicated episode about food and not. Oh, and all the classic go to places. I, I'll, be a good good one. I'll cut my praises for that place for that episode. <laughs> George but what do you guys um, usually kind of eat in terms of because I'm I try to stay vegan slash vegetarian most of my time at uni I don't I'm quite I'm quite the opposite actually it always has to be a meat product surrounded by a condiment like maybe veg mash beans or something S- same here like a protein followed by some veggies or maybe mm. 
maybe pasta, maybe rice. Yeah, maybe. it just has to be like. If not, I feel empty. If uh, I'm eating like, pasta, I always have lentil pasta or chickpea pasta. I actually rate that quite a bit. That it is, is delicious. Nice. If you guys haven't tried it out, I recommend. They are quite nice, but they're more expensive than like the usual one, the usual stuff. Mm. Yeah, definitely more, more expensive. And pasta is a pretty um, inexpensive meal for a student. It should be, yeah. Really mm. inexpensive. Do you guys compromise much on, on price? Um, I, uh, I don't... Well, I don't actually... Really I think I'm on the verge, like... I spend... It, it depends on the day. If I don't feel like it, I just spend really few pounds. I, I always prefer to get the better quality over the maybe like the less better quality like just for cheaper i'd rather i'd rather go for the better stuff Mm. just because i don't know it's like for example when i went to lidl last year first year and i bought chicken from there and then i bought chicken from sainsbury's it just looked cleaner for me i'm not sure that was just psychological but it just looked cleaner in my opinion again that extra satisfaction and if I, if we had a butcher, I'd hundred percent definitely be using the butchers, but we don't. Well, we it's we do far. we do have one. That's too far though. Is it? Like, it's, it's not, not that Beeson, far. Come on. Is it? Is it Beeson or is it in town? No, it's in town. It's inside yeah, the, yeah. Victoria. Vic Center. No, that's too, that's too far for me. It is quite far for a shop because usually when I do shopping, I usually go after uni or on the weekend in the morning. Hmm. Yeah, that's too far well, for me. I do online shopping, so online shopping oh yeah, has like saved our lives. This. This year really did, and and everyone thinks like I've been telling everybody this year to do online shopping because the 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 delivery fee is as cheap as like one ten, one ninety sometimes. And if you think about using that instead of walking to the shop, you're saving like yeah, you're saving about what ten minutes and spending one ninety, but it's not that much at the end of the day. It really isn't. It's cheaper than an Uber if you were to get an Uber to the shop. So think of it that way. I mean, who cheaper. gets an Uber to the shop these days, Alex? Alex's. Oh, your housemate. <laughs> oh, would you believe it? But you, well, haven't, you, no, live, you, walk, you live in a Tesco, though. No, we, Tesco, you can't buy anything on Tesco. Like, it's it's a little Tesco. He'll walk to like, Lidl uh, or, or Big Sainsbury's, do a oh, big shop, right. and then he'll get an Uber back because he's got so many bags. But the Uber from there would be about five quid. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. And Morrison's, is about him online shopping, has good prices. And good selection. I remember um, I told you to get, because I really fancied one of those um, waste packages thingies, yeah. like with all the waste produce, yeah, like things, the- things that are about to go off, and they kind of put it all into a crate and sell it for cheap. That's the wonky veg. Well, the wonky veg stuff. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, how did that, that turn out? That me for a good two weeks. Just, exactly. yeah, it was like two, three pounds. Exactly. That and and it was weird. delivered to your door. Fabulous. Can't go wrong, really. How much do you guys spend a week? That's a good question. Mm. <laughs> that is a good question. I'm shopping. I think it's like I think it was twenty-five to thirty time. pounds, maybe thirty-five. Yeah, that's really mm. good. You'd be shocked what I'll be. I'll spend every week. Go on. Probably between thirty-five and forty-five pounds a week on food. No, yeah. that is maybe on the high side, but I have a feeling you're probably getting. A lot of food. But I you get, get a lot the of fancy stuff, the, like the chicken, a little bit bougie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I also eat a lot of nuts, and nuts are quite expensive. 
Yeah, they can and, be. Um, yeah. I go through like a big tub of peanut butter every month. Right. And a lot of um, <laughs> our pro nut milk, like the almond milk and soy yeah, milk. That's why yours is very expensive. And, and tofu. You, you eat a lot. Of, yeah, tofu. I was going to say tofu. How much is tofu? Is that an expensive product? It depends where you get it from. If you go to the, the Asian uh, market or the shops, they're a bit pricey. Um, they're like three, three, three pounds. But if I'm, where would I... Where did you get it from? I get it from Tesco in Beeston, and they're about like two pounds organic as well, which is quite nice. But there, there isn't much tofu competition out there, which I'm surprised no, by. There isn't. No, but so I someone think needs that. to make tofu competition. I don't think it's many people's cup of tea, if you ask me. Yeah, oh, I'm in love with tofu. Yeah. I know you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That that is my main protein, and chickpeas as well. That's and a, a lot of protein. Lentils. Oh yes, oh yes, it, yes. it counts as a protein. Yeah, uh, tofu has quite quite a bunch of protein. Really, isn't sick. He's going to be like, "That's not suitable for you, Superman." <laughs> <laughs> well, I am mostly vegetarian. I mean, it, when, when I do say I'm vegetarian, um, vegan, or most of my meals are vegan, and the only vegetarian stuff like I might have cheese every now and then, or if I fancy something, you know, I might just have have that. Or if you guys, it's not that bad for actually. me. Like, the then, only times I've eaten meat at uni is when you guys have cooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am just a bit tempted. <laughs> you, did you not eat meat at um, Cosmos? No, I did not. Oh, my God. What? How's that even possible? Cosmos is um, not the one for me, I would say. I would, I would happily eat there, but if I had the active choice to say yay or nay, it would be definitely be a nay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's not suitable for vegetarians or vegans. To be honest, no. I would agree. But that's a conversation for another day and another po- podcast, as we said. Going off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> Tangents are good. I can't find out how much I spend on food a week because I haven't ordered a shop in the last 90 days and it deletes your orders after 90 days. Oh, give us a little estimate. Um, well, right now, my basket, which is probably, oh no, that's 200 gins. Um, I feel like it'd be like 35 quid each, each per week. Yeah, because we do our shop together. But that's minus alcohol. Oh, that's oh a, wait. Oh, of course alcohol. that's minus alcohol. Plus alcohol. Oh. Actually, no, actually, no. What's just alcohol alone? Well, <laughs> a lot. No, it depends, it depends <laughs> no, on the week. When it comes to alcohol, we are clever. When the good deal, we'll buy like 80 bottles of it. So 80 bottles? It's like How long does that last? A week or so. <laughs> no, it, it was just, two weeks, two weeks. It, was, it was prior to lockdown and Asda had I'm not sure what the deal was but it was an amazing deal um, so I think we ordered like well no dad ordered some, ordered some, like two crates then we ordered like four crates ourselves because uh, then have, we just leave it in the basement we leave them in the basement and just have them whenever I have but the then big you don't have to, oh yeah you do don't you George but then you don't have to worry about it I did buy I did buy a bottle of wine and that's sweet Red wine. Oh, oh, that was far too sweet. The though. Greek one, which is, is very nice. Dessert wine. Dessert. I don't know why you guys didn't like it. I'm so sweet. It was it was too sweet for me. It's um. I don't really like sweet drinks myself anyway. I'm mm. not really a cider person. You're a G and T, aren't you? I pretend it is. I'm more uh, of just a beer whiskey kind of guy. Oh, good G and T. Nothing wrong with that. Should we rate our meals or rate other people's meals? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> so um, a friend of mine, hey Sophia, uh, she sent me a picture of supposedly her dinner 
and there's a picture of sunflower seeds and olive oil. What do you guys think of that? Sunflower um. seeds and olive oil. Is that the one? So they're like a soup? No, it's literally a bowl of oil and seeds next to it. Did she dip uh, them in there? What, is she a bird? I don't know if she's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, is she a bird? A uni, you must be an incredibly smart bird. <laughs> um, I would give it a solid two. Two out of ten? I haven't tasted it, though. I haven't tasted it. So from looks, I would give it a one. Mm, I mean, yeah, I would probably agree. And Sophia, please check your arteries. <laughs> <laughs> but... Right. We need to get a question to it. Does that actually fill up though? I'm sure get, it's a I'll, snack. I'll get, yeah, please please snack. Get, get back to us. We need to I'll know. Get, I'll, get, I'll get back to her on this. I'll make sure she listens to this podcast. <laughs> and then she can give me a reply. All right. It, it, and do it, it just in the fourth episode. It just sounds to me like, I, I don't know. It's just, I have no words for, for why she would want to eat that voluntarily. What is the next one? The next one looks like a stack of ribs with a sachet of a plastic sachet of soy sauce on top with a probe sticking into the ribs. I'm I'm sure I'm I'm, I'm assuming to measure the temperature. Or, but uh, how does that it looks a bit I don't know. Don't it look just, right to me. It doesn't look appetizing to me. No, it's, it's what's right. what's that water surrounding it? Grease. It's, it's a stack of, it's just a ribs like a I don't I don't know. It's like it doesn't look very good. I mean, it, it, meat is kind of hard. I mean, who cooks the ribs at uni? I don't know anyone who cooks, cooks ribs at uni. We did first year, but that's only because it was on little, and you just bang it in the oven. The only time you can cook ribs at uni is probably during a barbecue. Oh, barbecue. I agree, actually. The next stop, we've got some spaghetti with some sauce. It looks pretty typical of a uni meal to me. But it's lacking Probably a lot of sauce. Six out of ten, I'd say. Yeah. Six out of ten? Oh, okay. I think I'm being I mean, a bit what's harsh. that? Is that tiny pieces of meat inside? It, it is, looks like ham. It is a student meal. But it's, uh, yeah. it's lacking sauce. Just, I mean, would you say, I mean... I think it does have, have sauce. I'm struggling to see it. Because... You know what's a typical student, I think, classic fuel, spaghetti and beans. It has to be Heinz. Oh my God, no, thank Ooh. you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Spaghetti in my first beans. year, I'm sure. Like I think during the near the end, where I just couldn't be bothered to go to the shops uh, because of exams, I just had beans and toast just constantly. Yeah, beans and toast. That's okay. But you said spaghetti and beans together. That's a combo that I'm willing to try. I'd I don't myself. see it being that bad. I do you... like spaghetti and I do like beans. Put them together. Oh come on, man! On Instagram, I discovered uh, a page called Rutland Hall Dinners. Oh. And this is food from halls at the uni, and this is from Rutland Hall. And um, so this one, I'm going to read that description because it's kind of, it is a bit funny. So, the best way to describe this dish is the Sahara Desert, dry. When further condiments were added, the dish became satisfactory. The bread could be used to build a house. However, I was impressed by the vegetables provided. Croquettes are a standard luxury and cannot be missed. Rating 5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Savage. would say I would say that's fair comment. It, it looks it looks appetizing. It looks appetizing, but however, I'm not sure on the taste. They're probably doing that, saying that based on the taste. I do have some hall dinner experience. La- uh, before lockdown, I went to Cavendish Hall uh, with a friend, 
to eat their dinners. And I th- it was on a Sunday, and I had the vegetarian meal, obviously. And I thought, it's actually pretty good. I can't remember what it was, but it's some, pa- it some pastry, um, and it was in the and it was oven baked. But I, I thought it was more than, more than, more than good. And, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand this whole hate towards whole, whole meals. Like one of the reasons why I didn't decide to stay in the house because people said the meals weren't like very good. But I disagree. I think, I think they're all right. If you're, if you're vegetarian, I think you'd be fine. But if you're a meat eater, perhaps yeah. not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like in this post, um, Rotten Hall Dinners also says fantastically cooked chicken Kiev as it was cooked to my request medium rare if the whole of Rotten residents find themselves in QMC in the forthcoming days we know why you know that a really good doctor bad. would save that bird yes it's it's so raw that, yeah that is really bad and That's so really is the next bad. one that the next one's atrocious <gasps> it's another post that? yeah this is it looks like like full on raw that's like, like, that's, that's bad. Bad. God. It's really yeah, bad. It looks like sushi. It actually looks like sushi. Is that what? <laughs> Redded red sushi. Yeah, it's like ping. Like, I don't think they, it even touched the stove or whatever they used to. I think it one of those it over. piece of chicken that just neglected the heat. Like in the right <laughs> in the corner of a baking pan or something. I don't know. Yeah. That can do some serious damage there. XP minus 100. <laughs> However, yeah. here's a picture. I'm going to describe a picture that I, a, a meal that I made near during lockdown. Actually, I got some. What's it called again? Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's oh, that's it. Miso miso soup. I got this miso paste thing, and um, it's really very easy to make miso soup. And um, all, you, all you need is some miso paste, some water, uh, and then like. You make sure it's mixed with the water correctly, but not not with clumps. And then you add all your vegetables. Your I pre-cook my veg, uh, your tofu, other stuff, uh, spinach, and you let it simmer for about forty minutes. But don't let it boil. And that meal is very good. If you ever get to make miso soup, I highly recommend it. Um, however, I don't really think I like miso. No, you, we went to that Korean restaurant, yeah, um, for your birthday, didn't we? In first year. I don't think you were a fan. It's a bit too sour for you. Yeah, I, I can understand why. I can understand why people would like it, but it's just not for me. Salsa is really easy to make. Yes, it is. You yeah. just need Salsa a bunch is. of coriander, onions, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, olive oil, salt, Ginger. pepper. Boom. Salsa. What do you guys use as? Yeah, uh, yeah. What? Um. I don't know where we were, but speaking of things that are easy to cook, those dumplings. Oh, oh. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tell you, tell you about the best deal in all of Nottingham. Please re- tell us about the regard, dumpling deal reg- regarding dumplings. So I think I was at a house party. And some guy mentioned it was, was Hal, and it was at Subin's house. Yeah, the, this, that guy mentioned a guy on Facebook selling dumplings. For a hundred of them, for like, what it was, 15 pounds? Yeah, yeah. 15 pounds. Yeah, a yeah, hundred dumplings for 15 pounds. All of Including them handmade. Delivery. Frozen and delivered to your place. 15 pounds. 15 pounds. Yeah, like we just boiled them for our movie night. And they were the best thing ever. They actually were so nice. You just can't go wrong with that. 
What was it? Fifty veg, fifty meat, or something? Yeah, fifty yeah. veg, fifty meat. They were nice. It wasn't too bad, good. but I, I, in terms of improving, probably add a bit more filling. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. the um, the dumpling, the um, what do you call the exterior bit was a bit thick, but just a tad. But it was fifteen pounds. Like you just exactly. can't go you wrong. You can't complain. You can't complain. Mm. I attempted to make banana bread, but it ended up being boner banana bread. <laughs> no, <laughs> there was a, there was a clump. Or baking powder that we was discussed stuck in this. the middle of the banana bread and in the middle just risen. We discussed mm. it. It's more like a, a, a Mars banana bread. Yeah. It's got the texture of the Martian surface. Yeah, not it's like not. a mountain sticking out of the surface. I think I should trademark that name. Bona trademark. banana bread. It's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> That's the first hashtag you're gonna use for the podcast. The banana bread you made around our house was nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, but ice cream, mm, that was delicious. There's a lot, though. A We've lot had a there. few potlucks, haven't we? Yeah. And What's you guys that? make wonderful food. Because I oh, love your, you especially your roast potatoes. Oh, they are <laughs> soft and inside and crispy outside. outside. It is perfect. Well, yeah. the, my, roast pa- my roast potato recipe came from good old Jamie Oliver, actually. He did some really nice roast potatoes. Do you, guys, do you guys follow recipes? Um, R- recipe like, books I'll, and stuff? I would follow the recipe the first time I make it and then like afterwards I'll like tweak it up a bit, add mm. a bit my own flavour and this and that. Get a bit more confident with it. But- For you guys who want to make good food, I, always, I highly recommend increasing your library of spices. Like if you've got more spices, you can just cook way more things. Definitely. Yeah, yeah Definitely. and it's an easy way to make your food taste better. Mm. Like, just get a, a chicken breast or something that you think it's plain. Toast, whatever spices you think are going to match together. And then you have a perfect Sometimes meal. Sometimes random stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can experiment. What's your oil of choice? Oh. Oil? Yeah. I'd probably just say... Uh, I don't really... Yeah, like normal oil for me. I don't really... I mean... Normal oil. Yeah. Maybe like sunflower oil, but nothing, nothing extraordinary. Oh, for me. My go-to is coconut oil for anything oh. cooking. You know what? Yeah. I, olive, go, go yours, yours, oh, I know George is, I know I, what George is about to say. I, I'm biased, all right? So, <laughs> so, so go, go on, explain yourself and I, I, I'll talk later. So George, as a Greek person, yeah, has homemade or local made olive oil. You, you can't go wrong with that. It's local. I swear. Every Greek Greek person I know I've met at uni has their own olive oil that they just take with them from home. I mean, it would make sense if if it's that good, then it would make sense. I mean, my parents packed me oil first before I even packed clothes, so there, there's something. <laughs> Get for your you. priorities right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that that is how good your oil is. It's really good. It's really tasty. It's really healthy. It's it's everything you want from oil. The coconut oil is quite healthy, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Very good fats. That's my go-to. And plus, uh, coconut oil, you can like heat it up really high, and it wouldn't smoke or anything, or mm. get damaged. True. And you can use it in everything, including hair. Just one of the reasons I also put use it. And on yeah. the skin. Yeah, yeah, on your skin as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, and the olive oil is my second go-to because I like to drizzle all over that, you know, on the salad and stuff, or on toast, and or in a homemade pizza. guac. And pizza is good enough. Yes. 
And then I also use sesame oil every now and then for, for stir fries. The expensive stuff. Like it no, t- sesame oil is all right. It I don't t- use it very often, though. It tastes so good, though. Sesame oil is, is probably, yeah, if you like a strong nutty flavor to it, it's great. Yeah. Definitely True. experiment with oils. It does, it does bring out all sorts of flavors. Yeah, that, um, that food we made last year, first year, um, that like banquet we all made, like Sim bought some stuff over, you bought some stuff over to mine. That was well nice. Yeah. Oh, my, my vegetable stir oh. fry, which George is a big fan of. Yeah, the I vegetable stir fry. What I had was onions, bunch of garlic and ginger, uh, mushrooms and broccoli. And I just put them all together with, with quite a bunch of sesame oil. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was. It really was you, nice. That sounds so simple, but when you actually put it together, it tastes so nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I found out that if you like eat the food straight from cooking, if I leave it to cool for like ten minutes, it just tastes a lot better. You think so? Okay. Yeah. That's just, that's the thing. I just I just noticed. You noticed. I, uh, I, what's next? I think the whole like vibe of the episode is experiment. Yeah, like every single one of us has experimented. I I look through our photos here. Nothing is like a proper recipe. Just us. Nothing standard. Yeah, nothing. Nothing textbook standard. Yeah. No textbook cooking is boring. Um, Yeah, you gotta put your own twist on it. It can be really good, but it gets boring after some time. Yeah. Yeah. You always end up doing little twists to it, whether you're lazy or not, or whether you want to add more spice. Because I'm a spicy boy. I, I like my spice. <laughs> uh, I like to put a bit of heat into it. And I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Chanel Sundips, your, your chicken biryani. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ah, thank thank you. you for that shout out. That was really good. If you guys get to experience that level of spice, it's probably a bit too much, but I <laughs> yeah, like it. It. it was a bit too much for me, but I didn't really know how much to put in. That level of spice and butter. One thing, one thing I have perfected is making fried chicken. Fried chicken is now pretty easy. You need yeah, a pretty good. On. Sorry, someone just knocked on my door. Um, oh. Yeah, I um, I made it per- in, in first year first, and then I made it again in second year, and it turned out much better the second mm. time because I knew what I was doing. You know that that photo looks nice. Yeah, that was that was done on the um, on the DSLR. I'm craving some um. Some of that chicken, no. Hello, <laughs> same. So, what would you guys be an, an ending message, ending notes for freshers, or uh, for, for for moving into non-catered halls, or for second years moving out of catered halls? What would be what would be the message for those guys? Mine would be mine would be stay away from the oven. Don't use it. Use the pan <laughs> and use a cooker. <laughs> I would Damn. say I would say even even if you're if you're if you're thinking of going to self um, catered halls just because you don't think you're going to be a good cook not to be too afraid because you'd be you would surprise yourself i think yes you're going to have crappy meals one day for a, maybe for a few months but that's just that's just nature and that's just progression if you're struggling yeah. and going through hell you keep going through hell in terms of food and uh yeah always experiment always ask for people um for cooking advice um youtube is you know like there's, there's all sorts of channels you can always look up uh tiktok is a, is a great way to get those quick meals out there there's a few great tiktok channels i'm sure yeah just put a hashtag food in i, I would say 
as Subin said, go on social media, find some recipes, try them out, fo- follow them step by step, and then just experiment again. Experiment every every single time, and at, at some point you're gonna make it and be very good at it. And sometimes don't even be afraid to go to Asian shops. Might be intimidating. There might be a lot of products you don't yeah, know about, yeah. but you could always ask people there. Uh, do, do a bit of research in, in your neighborhood or whatever. You can find some very good soaps that have local ingredients. And yeah, I, I never used really good ones before uni. You could just Google everything. Anything yeah. on Google, you could just have a look. Oh, guys, we need to try out my spicy ramen. Oh, oh yes, we do. That's a challenge. Well, like, spiciest ramen. Let's do this. Like, you down like half a pint of milk when you have that. He will cry. <laughs> I started crying myself. Silence cr- accepted, Subin. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Student Hustle podcast. You've reached the end of the first episode. As with any new venture these days, we hope to exponentially increase the joy and fun of the podcast through your feedback. So please give us a review and a rate. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, of which the details are in the show notes. We hope to see you again with the next episode, hopefully next week. Thank you once again. Subin out.